listening to the Chain Clankers Podcast with your hosts, Quinn Ferris and Horatio Gonzalez. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Chain Clankers. Welcome in everyone to the Chain Clankers Podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Ferris, joined here as always with Horatio Gonzalez. Horatio, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited. Today we're finally doing another uh, in-person podcast. We're both here. Had a fun time playing today. Sort of fun. We definitely got into some monsoon weather yep. there for a bit, but hey, dried off now and we're getting ready to talk about our bags a little bit. Yeah, that was actually one of the top three moments of my life of <laughs> how wet I have been. Um, not a good time. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should definitely do so at Chain Clankers. Uh, there was plenty of content out from us during monsoon season here in Kansas. Uh, literally the day before you guys decided to come up, it literally wasn't even supposed to rain, and then all of a sudden, it was monsoon season today. Yeah, which we're like, okay, whatever, we need to practice in all yep. all uh, weathers, but no, it was just downpour, we were not prepared, and we should not have been out there. We should not, have, you know, when we rolled up and there was no one else at the course, there was probably a reason no one else was at the course. I had my commander boots on. Uh, I was just absolutely drenched. Um, you know, our significant others left halfway through and we decided to battle out through the rain and it was awful. I mean, it was so bad that when we got done playing our 18, we just started walking towards the highway, trying to get a ride out of there because of how wet we were. Um, but you know, Hey, learned a couple of things. Don't go play when it's downpouring. That's for damn sure. Ruins it, yeah. It was um, fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I mean, it was a good time. Nonetheless, you know, anytime we were able to actually play, uh, good time nonetheless. But definitely was not what we're normal to playing. It did dry off a little bit, and then we went to a little bit of a smaller course, maybe a little bit of a putt and approach course. Yeah. Uh, had a pretty good time there. But, of course, we were running against daylight, almost ran out of time, and we really had to, I mean, we were sprinting in between every single hole. So we really didn't have a whole lot of time. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, good weekend. Hopefully, you guys, you guys had a good weekend of disc golfing. We got a great podcast for you today. Today, we wanted to do something a little different before we get back into some interviews. We wanted to actually talk to you guys about our bags. Because if you remember back to our, our intro episode, which if you haven't listened to our intro episode, definitely make sure you do. But we want to take you guys on this journey with us. And it starts here with, you know, what kind of plastic are we throwing who are we as disc golfers right now so i think we got a great show lined up for you guys today talking about our bags talking about maybe some interesting things some interesting discs that we have for certain shots those kinds of things so it is really going to be a great episode make sure you guys do stay tuned our next episode we're actually going to be talking to casey white uh, you definitely, if you, if you're one of the hundred thousand people, congratulations, Simon Lazat on YouTube. If you're yeah. one of the hundred thousand who are subscribed to him, then you've definitely seen Casey on the, vi- on his videos. He's an incredible disc golfer. Great episode. Make sure you guys do come back next week for that episode. Super excited to be talking to him. Um, but yeah, here we are talking about our bags. So I guess Horatio, start us off with what is the disc golf bag that you are currently carrying? Okay, so I have the Dynamics Discs Trooper bag, and it was on Amazon, I think $35 or something like that. Yeah, it was not expensive. Could not have been more than 45 bucks. It's a very, very good bag if you're just starting out, not too sure how hard you're going to play, 
how often you're gonna play for 30 bucks. You can't really go wrong. It's got uh, one pocket on the right side. It's got a water pocket on the left side. It's got your putter pocket up top and then you can fit about 15 discs, I would say, down below. And then it's got two smaller pockets, but it's a super good, it's definitely like a new player bag, but it does the job for me. Um, I'm actually thinking about downsizing maybe to something that's a little bit more, um, a little tougher, but just smaller. Now that I'm actually downsizing my discs and really dialing in what I'm throwing, this one is actually a little bigger than what I need. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because we'll get into it obviously as this episode goes along, but there's definitely two different schools of thoughts between you and I and our bags right now. You have a bag that is much more consolidated, much more uh, precise in the molds that you have in your bag, where mine is very sporadic. There's a lot more different discs in my bag that I can potentially throw, and it does kind of change what bag do you actually need. I started off with the bear, with the Trooper bag as well from Dynamic Disc. Great bag. My girlfriend now has it. She enjoys it. I think it's a really solid bag. It's got a putter pocket. It's got some storage. I, I think I've been able to fit somewhere close of like 18 discs in the bottom part of it, especially if they're mostly drivers. Yeah. So I think it's a really solid bag for anyone who's starting out. It's definitely going to be the cheapest bag that you can go out and get at least in my opinion. Quality yeah, quality-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely think it's a fantastic bag. I personally just upgraded to the paratrooper bag. It's the big brother of the trooper. I can still fit 18 to 20 discs underneath. There's a designated putter pocket where I can fit four to six putters. There's a storage pocket where if I'm not going to use it for storage, I can put more putters or other discs in there. There's uh, disc storage on the side, two water bottle holders, a quick grab-and-go pouch for a disc that you have. So, I mean, all in all, I can probably fit close to 26 to maybe 30 discs if I really try yeah. in that bag, which I mean, looking at my bag, I looked at my bag on the counter today after we got done playing and I said, wow, I have a lot of discs in my bag. So I guess let's start here, Horatio. Let's start with what are the main putters that you have in your bag? And I guess, you know, what is the putter that you go to for your just for your putts normally if you're lining up for a putt what is the putter you're going to so when i initially started i heard a lot about the avrs which there's multiple kinds of avrs you can get i heard a lot of great things about the avr x3 which is what i ended up getting and that's what i was putting with and when i played a tournament one of the guys that i was partners with he actually told me he could see based off of my putting he had more experience he told me one of the best advice he ever received was to get a neutral or understable putter because um, it just helps you a lot more. And the AVR X3 for me is very overstable. I still keep it in my bag for flick shots to get around a corner or if I have to uh, just putt around a tree or something, I still use it or for driving. But I've switched over to the Dynamics Discs Warden which is a lot more stiffer plastic and it's very neutral for my putting it definitely made a huge difference it just goes straight as long as i can put it on a solid line it will just go straight right into the basket and that was a huge game changer for me so that's one thing i would say i've said before is switch over to a neutral putter something that just wants to go straight and then i also keep another one in my bag a challenger sometimes i have a magnet 
but those two are my a little bit flippier putters and those are more of an approach putter. So if I'm over a hundred feet out and I need to throw a, um, get around some trees or something like that and I just want the disc to sit down, I'll throw one of those. I won't throw my, my warden, I'll throw one of those. What about you, what are you putting with? Yeah, so I'm primarily, I mean, you'll see a little bit in my bag, but I'm definitely a west side kind of guy myself. I am currently using the West Side Discs Crown. Uh, it's got a three speed, a four glide, zero turn, one fade. So it's a very neutral putter. You can compare it to a Warden or a Judge. It's just got a bead on it. And I, I really like this thing. This thing, I really... So I guess the story behind it, you know... I picked it up at a Trilogy event that Dynamic Disc was hosting in Emporia, Kansas. And before that, I was only throwing just a basic AVR from Innova Discs. And when I picked it up, I was like, wow, this putter is trash. It's super heavy. Like, I don't really like it. It's not used to what I'm throwing. But when I got back home and I started exploring with the other putters that I have, it really became a putter that I was a massive fan of and something that I think is going to be my putter for a very long time. You were just talking about getting a putter that is neutral to understable and this is perfect for me. With only a one turn, this is something that's going to pretty much fly how I release it out of my hand. If I release it on an Anheuser, it's going to go on an Anheuser. If I release it on a Heiser, it's going to go on a Heiser. That's just how this putter is going to go. If I miss with this putter, I know that I missed, not the putter miss. So that's really awesome for me to know. I really do enjoy this disc. I, the other two putters that I bag are currently are the Discraft Zone. If it's a short hole, then I, I'll that's the putter I'll throw. It's the specifically the ESP plastic. That's the plastic that I found with the zone that's the easiest for me to just pick up and kind of throw like a driver. So I'm all in on that one. And then the other one that I'll throw is kind of, it's a harp. It's something that's new to my bag, something that I'm kind of throwing around. And it is one of those discs that today when we were playing in the rain, I just putted with it because I didn't want to use my crown. So it's something that you can use. Uh, but I definitely prefer it for those approach shots or maybe a jump putt or something like that if I really need to put it on a hyzer in order to get there. Now, another disc that I don't have in my bag, but something that I expect to be in my bag within the next couple of weeks is a soft shield by Westside Discs because the advantage to having a soft putter from Westside Discs or Dynamic or wherever is that when you throw it and it hits the ground, it's going to stick, right? So if I throw a zone and I have a little too much pepper on there, it could go 20, 30 feet past the basket and all of a sudden I turn a par save into a bogey or I turn a birdie into a par or something like that, assuming I miss the putt. But if I throw that soft plastic, then it's pretty much gonna hit the ground and stop relatively quick. So we're going to see a lot better scores from that soft plastic so i definitely think that's something that i'm adding to my bag i currently have two soft shields right now so that's something i'm going to be adding now i personally am someone who i want my putters to be hard when i'm putting putting i want my putters to be hard so horatio i guess i my next question is do you have a putter that is like your go-to during like you know, maybe different wind situations, a headwind, tailwind, or is it really like your main putter is a putter that you're going to use every time you take a serious putt? Yeah, especially with when you change stuff up like weather conditions, like wind or whatnot, I would say you don't want to change something else on top of that. So if I can stick to the same putter, if I can have that same feel in my hand, 
know what to expect and all I have to do is change my line or my aim then that's less to worry about than to go to a different putter and to try to figure out multiple things to get that putt in so I just stick to my same putter that I know I can sink in there and all I do is change my what I'm aiming for so yeah I think at least for myself I'm someone who I like my crowns but I think and I mean this is something I need to have more reps with is the dagger by latitude 64 it's a it's kind of like a heavier avr in my opinion or maybe a heavier warden or something like that it's probably a better example and i feel as though in the wind i want a heavier disc because it's going to be better especially in a headwind or a crossing wind or something like that it's going to be more difficult for the wind to actually take my putter off like its intended line so i think i'd i'd go with that but i i do need to continue to test that out and vet that out so right now i'm still just kind of rocking with the crowns but uh you know moving on from putters here i guess one final question is is there any putters out there on the market that you don't have that you maybe want to experiment with or you've tried before and there's a reason you don't like it and you don't bag it anymore um i would say the paul Macbeth luna that was like one of the very first discs I bought and they're beautiful. They feel great in the hand. Um, the plastics are really nice and it's a really good, especially driving disc. I would say similar to the AVRX3, different kind of plastic though. Um, but I lost it in like the first month or so of playing and they're like $26 for a Paul Macbeth or a Paige Pierce. So I just haven't bought another one because I can pick up a Warden or one of the other putters for $8. So I can buy two instead of buying that one, even though they're really good. But I just, yeah, I really liked it, but I just haven't wanted to spend the money again on another one. But that's the only one I can think of. But I know people love them. Yeah. They're great putters. I was going to say, I've got one myself. I used it for a while. There was a t moment before we played the Keeper of the Chains in Wichita uh, over a month ago now. And before that tournament, I was really going back and forth on what was going to be my putter moving forward. Was it going to be the crown? Was it going to be the Luna? Inevitably, I went with the crown. I feel as though the Luna, it's a great putter. It's a good putter for a lot of people, but I feel as though maybe I needed to throw that more on a hyzer angle for it to kind of do what I wanted. It's just a little too overstable for my liking. So I feel as though if, I, if I'm off on my angle just slightly, I'm going to miss more with the Luna than if I miss with the crown. It's going to be a little bit more forgiving if I go with the crown over the Luna. So that's inevitably why I choose to go with the Luna or excuse me, excuse to go with the crown over the Luna. Yeah. So moving on from putters, let's talk a little bit about the mid-range discs. This is a this is a category that I feel a lot of people honestly potentially could be overlooking because uh, you know, maybe you're you've got the distance where you're driving and then your next shot is a putt attempt or a jump putt or something like that. But a mid-range could be the difference between having an accurate shot off the tee in order to get to the basket or in those longer ones like a 600-foot hole actually able to get to the basket in order to have a birdie look, a par save, whatever it is. So, Horatio, what mid-ranges are you currently bagging? Yeah, so I started off with a buzz. And it was the Z-Line plastic, which I was not a fan of. I could not figure it out. It was just way too delicate, and I'd never used it. And then it also felt really fat in my hands. I don't have huge hands, I guess, but I didn't like how it felt. It was really bulky, and I just really wasn't throwing mids for a while. 
And then I got this MD5 in the mystery box from Discmania. And I've really fallen in love with this thing. It's a lot thinner profile. So it fits a lot better in my hand. And it's just a really neutral, really nice, slightly stable uh, mid-range. And this one, I can, on shorter holes, um, I definitely go with this mid-range. Or in tunnel shots, I go with this. And I've definitely had some holes where I've, like, tickled the chains off of this because it's really uh, dead on. And then I needed another one so I could practice my upshots. So I bought the Rock 3. I bought the Tour Series just because I like the plastic feel of it. But the Rock 3 is a staple mid-range in the Innova lineup. And I've liked it so far. I still need to practice with it more and figure it out. But this thing is also, it's really similar in the profile to the um, MD5. So I've really, I'm really enjoying it. And I can really throw on a nice Anheuser line. And I know it's just going to fight out and fade back in, finish left. So this one's really good also for tunnel shots, going straight and um, throwing on flicks. I've really started to play with my approach shots for for these with the flick. What about you? What are you, what's in your bag for mid-range? Yeah, so the mid-ranges that I'm bagging, I'm currently bagging the Westside Discs Anvil. Uh, it's a very overstable, but not a super high glide mid-range. So that's one that maybe I'm using if I have a tight ceiling or I just need to throw something that is going to go left and I know it's going to go left, no big deal. The other one that I'm throwing is a Westside Discs Warship. It's very neutral to just, you know, basically stable. Uh, this disc, the reason that I have it in my bag, I love it because it feels as though it is like a regular driver, but it's a mid-range, so I feel as though I can just absolutely rip on this disc, and it feels no different than a driver, so I really like it. Uh, the other one that I'm bagging here is the 2020 Trilogy Challenge, The Bounty. If you've listened to uh, Disc Golf Answer Man, then you definitely have heard them talk about how good this bounty is. And I'll tell you what, this bounty mid-range is really good. It's a super straight flyer and something that is in my bag that I definitely need more work with because I feel as though it's something that I can throw slightly right and just expect it to come back left and will be perfectly okay. So I really like that disc. And then the final mid-range that I have is the Emac Truth and Looking at my bag, I had to pretty much pick between the Emac Truth or the ES, or excuse me, the Z Line Buzz. Inevitably, I chose to go with the Emac Truth because I feel as though in this lucid plastic, I have more trust and more reliability in it. When I let go of this disc, it's going to do what I wanted to do more times than not. Where I know there were countless times I was throwing that that Z Line Buzz, and I would want it to start right and finish left, and it would start right and finish right. Which maybe it was just because I was bad, but. I, I think as though this truth just allows me to get to the basket significantly easier. I can throw it forehand, I can throw it backhand, and it is one of those discs that allow me to get to the basket, which is inevitably extremely important for saving those pars and or uh, getting those birdies. But that's all we have for our mid-ranges. You know, mid-ranges kind of sort of overlooked when you really think about it because there's fairway drivers and there's distance drivers that you'd probably rather go with so i guess let's talk about your fairway drivers ratio what fairway drivers are you currently bagging i honestly do not have <clears throat> that many fairway drivers the only one that i do have that's an actual fairway driver it's my champion t-bird 
um, which is a 7502 and this one is it's just gonna have enough over stability to where it's gonna finish left but not too much so if I have some shorter shots where I need it to get up close and not fade away as much I'll throw this one for sure and it will stay it'll go straight and then just have a small left finish but besides that one I don't have any other fairway drivers all I have are lower speed distance drivers so let's kind of get into my distance drivers um do you yeah go for it yeah go ahead okay. yeah yeah so my other than that fairway driver my other ones that I have which I have three of are my Raptors one I just lost recently um, so I need to get another one but I had two Z-Line uh, first-run Raptors and then I have one titanium Raptor and those are gonna be nine four zero three so these are very overstable but because they're lower speed if I have a shot where I need to go left but maybe I don't need it to go distance wise as far or I can put less power on it and just have that that uh, left finish every single time uh, I'm gonna go with this Raptor or if I need to go to the right on a sharp turn I can throw on a flick and it's just gonna go I know it's gonna do it every single time um, and then I also have a a Punisher and this one's a lighter weight the Raptors are full weight but my Punisher it's gonna be a 170 weight um, and this one I kind of use the same way it's really overstable but I know I can turn it over if I put enough power on it um, but that's really all I use as far I either go from a mid to a lower speed driver or pretty much I don't really use very very many fairway drivers yeah yeah I only have three in my bag right now so the three that I have is I have the Air Jade by Latitude 64 this is a disc that is extremely lightweight a lot of people refer to it as beginning beginner friendly I like to use it for easy turnover shots sometimes just because of its lightweight I'll turn it over too much and then it'll inevitably be bad for me. But I, I like to have it in there just in case I absolutely need a disc to go right and I don't wanna, and it's one of those where I can get myself out of the situation but I have to go right. I'll pick out the Jade and give it a shot. The other two fairway drivers I have are the Westside Discs Stag. That's a, this is an eight speed, six slide, one turn, two fade. So it's a pretty dang stable disc. This is a disc that I genuinely trust. It's maybe some a disc that I won't go off the tee with, but I'll definitely go off of my second shot with. If I need a fairway driver to get to the pin, then I am more than comfortable pulling out the Westside Disc Stag. I love this disc. It's something that's going to fly stable. I can throw it on a little bit of a hyzer and it's definitely going to come back. I really do like it. It is a little bit glidey, so you have to make sure you're throwing it nose down, but I'm a massive fan of it. And then my Getaway by Dynamic Discs is my stable fairway driver. This is coming in at a nine speed, a five glide, a negative 0.5 turn in a three fade. This is my driving fairway driver. This, and honestly, I've been able to out throw my distance drivers with this fairway driver just because if I put it on that hyzer line and it flips up, this disc is going to absolutely just go for me. I really do love this disc. If I need to have a quality shot, this is one of those discs that I will definitely go and reach for. But moving on from these 
fairway drivers. Let's let's talk about our distance drivers, and then we'll answer a couple of questions about our bags. So, Horatio, what distance drivers are you currently bagging? So, honestly, distance drivers, I have, let me see here. I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five distance drivers um, that I actually use all the time when I go out and throw. The first one is going to be a Discraft Thrasher ESP plastic. I had a Z-Line plastic and it was completely different for me. I could not throw it. Sold it to a buddy and I kept the ESP. But I love this thing. This one's a full weight. Um, but I can put this on a hyzer and have it flip up really nice and like your getaway would just go for me. Or I can turn this over and for shots that I need to go to the right to turn over. Um, but I really love that disc and one that's really similar. They're pretty much the same disc. The numbers are pretty close to identical The Thrasher is a 12.5 negative 3.2 and my other disc that I throw a lot is the Paul Macbeth Prototype Hades which is out now, but that's a 12.6 negative 3.2 So they're pretty much the same disc, but I started off with the prototype and I got the Thrasher and I really liked it but if I need something that's a longer distance, I need to put a lot more power on it. Um, I'm going to throw the prototype Hades. And that's a, if I'm going for distance, that's the disc I'm going to throw. Because I'll just do the hydro flip. And then as long as it has room and I put enough power on it, it's going to go. That's my longest flying one. That one's going to go for me 300 to 350 on a good day if I have a good tailwind. And then I have two captains, which are also pretty similar to the Haiti. So these are my understable. So really I have three understable discs and three overstable discs. My overstable discs are going to be my Innova Destroyer, which we got in our players pack. And I really didn't touch it at all. And then one day I started throwing it and I completely love it. It's a 172 weight, but this thing just for me just goes. I can do huge um, hyzer shots with this, put it over trees, put it over five ponds, just throw on a huge hyzer flip, and it's gonna fade back for me. That's my favorite go-to overstable disc. And then I have another one that I got in the Discmania mystery box, the Crush Boys FD3. This one's gonna be really similar to that Destroyer, but it's gonna be a little bit more overstable. So if I have shots where I just, I'm backhand, so if I need to go to the left really hard if I have shots I'm gonna throw this crush force FD3 if it's a little closer than that destroyer because I'm not able to get this FD3 out as far and then the last one I have which I hardly ever throw because um, I just cannot figure it out yet is the nuke the z-line this one is just crazy overstable for me but I just have it in my bag because it makes me so mad that I have not figured out how to throw it correctly so that's why I keep it in there so I can try and figure it out. But I can throw on a flick shot and I know it's going to go. It's so overstable that it's just going to finish for me. But really that's the only ones I have. I'll probably begin another destroyer just so I have two of those. And then uh, probably taking out the captains. I don't need that many understable discs since I have three right now. But that's pretty much it for my distance drivers. What about you? 
Yeah, so I think this is the really interesting part of this episode where you're going to see two massive differences between our bags right now. You only have a couple of molds where, I mean, we're sitting in the same room right now. You can look. I probably have, what, 12 different molds yep. in my hand right now. Uh, so you're clearly in a spot where you have found the distance drivers. You want to grab multiple molds up and really hone in and throw on. I'm currently in a spot in my game where I've just got a bunch of different discs that I want to throw. They look cool. Whatever reason it is that I want to have in my bag and maybe I could use for certain, you know, certain shots, I guess. So the, the discs that I have in my bag right now, and this honestly might be a disc that I have to retire. The Star Destroyer Distance Driver it's the Paul Macbeth four-time world champion edition. This has been my disc that I've low-key kind of thrown over water. I, I see I see you with the you, you want it. I think I think this is one that I'm gonna have to retire because if I did lose this disc, I would be pretty sad because it's one of the rare four-time world champion Paul Macbeths. This was the last time that he was with Innova winning a uh, world championship so definitely would be sad to miss that one so i think that is one that will inevitably get retired from my bag and i'll probably end up replacing it with another destroyer maybe something else in my bag so the rest of my bag i've got an innova pro wraith distance driver coming in 11.5 negative 1.3 this is the one disc in my bag that if i'm having a bad round i need something to go right for me i'm going to pick up this disc and i'm going to throw this disc until it proves otherwise right this is the disc that i know that i can throw it's gonna do what i need it to do if there's a, a a trust rating i trust this disc the most to do what i need it to do it's not gonna do anything wonky and if it does i know it's not the disc i know a thousand percent that it's my own damn fault for throwing it bad the next disc that i have in there and these aren't exactly in order because when we went out and played in the rain today, everything on my bag got soaking wet, so I had to take them out and all dry them off. But I normally have them in order of like stable to understable to overstable. But the next next one I have in my bag is the Pro Ballista. This is a disc by Latitude 64, overstable, and I honestly only have it because in the last tournament we played in, the two guys on our card, they both had ballistas and were absolutely just doing fantastic with it. So I was like, what's all the hype about? I got to try it out. I am going to try it out. So it's currently in my bag. It's one of those tester discs. We'll see if it actually ends up staying in or not. I do like the plastic, but it is, it's, it's probably inevitably going to stay in my bag just because of how overstable it is. I really do enjoy having a couple of overstable ones just so I know that they're going to let go left. Uh, the next disc that I have, I'm kind of surprised that it's still in my bag. It is from that player's pack. It's the D model distance driver by Prodigy. Uh, it's the Ace Line Edition or whatever that plastic is for them, I guess. This is a pretty decent understable disc. There's nothing too special about it. It just is a massive difference that rim than maybe some un other understable discs that I have in my bag. So I like to go with this. I think uh, it's a disc that I'm going to start throwing a lot more rollers with. So that's definitely its purpose. The next one I have is the Dynamic Disc Enforcer. It's a overstable distance driver. This is one I found on the course and I actually really like it. It goes straight. I know it's going to go left. If I throw it up on a spike hyzer, it's going to do exactly what I want, assuming it doesn't hit any trees. So I definitely have to have that disc in my bag. This next one, the Defender, it's an overstable distance driver by Dynamic Discs. This might be one that's 
on the verge of leaving my bag. It's pretty good. It's a disc I need to throw more. It looks really cool because it's blue and it's the lucid plastic and it's got the speckles, so I really do like it. But it's one that I personally have not learned how to throw well yet. I need to throw it better. I need to get better with this disc before I can actually rely on it in a tournament. And right now, I can't rely on it in a tournament. It just goes left way too quickly right now when I throw it. But it is something that I am working on. That's why it's in my bag because I want to have it again if I need to go left I would honestly pick this disc over my Ballista because this disc I know will go more left than the Ballista will uh, at the end of the day. The next, next disc I have is the Hysteria uh, Distance Driver by Discmania. This is a disc that I'm currently testing out. We got it in our Discmania uh, mystery box really do like it it's kind of similar to an innova pro wraith so that's why i like this disc definitely something i need to be throwing more in order to figure that one out and then the next discs that i have i've got two hades the first run editions by paul Macbeth. i'll probably retire one of these to just my collection and i'll inevitably throw the other one maybe i'll put a poll out on our on our instagram of which Hades I should retire and which one I should throw. So definitely follow us on Chain Clankers at Instagram. The next disc that I have is the Dynamic Disc Raider. I have this in a Fusion Plastic. I really like this. This Fusion Plastic is something I'm going to have to get a lot more uh, Dynamic Discs in just because it feels like that Pro Plastic from Innova, which I really, really like. This is an awesome disc. It's got a 13-speed 5-glide, negative 0.5 turn, and a fade of 3, so it's really close to that uh, disc that I was talking about earlier for dynamic discs. But this one, it has a little bit less fade. I can throw it on that Anheuser, and it's going to come back. I really like this disc. It's a disc that I'm using a lot right now, so it's definitely one that uh, is definitely going to be staying in my bag, and potentially maybe I end up getting more. Another disc in my bag is the Cloud Breaker 2. I was thankful and lucky enough in order to get them. I actually got a couple of them, so it's in my bag. This is a disc that I mostly use for my forehand shots, but I definitely need to work on backhand with it. It's a great disc. It's just something I need more work with. You should never just assume a disc that's super popular is going to fix your, fix your game. That's something that I think a lot of people who tried to buy this disc was definitely hoodwinked potentially and thinking it was they were just going to be god disc golf players after that. The next disc I have, we're getting into my Discraft discs now, is the Zeus awesome disc. Absolutely awesome disc. 12, 5, negative 1, 3 are the numbers for it. This is a disc where... I probably trust it the most to go left out of any of my discs, so I'm probably choosing it over a Defender, over the other uh, Dynamic Discs one, the Enforcer. So I think I choose this over those if I need something to go left, so I need to bag more of these. But it's also my best forehand disc. If I need a Distance Driver to go on a forehand, this is my best one. This is one that I need to replace some of the discs in my bag with more of these. I really do like this disc, something I need to be throwing more often. The other two discs in my bag, I've got the Paul McBeth Prototype Hades, which has been absolutely incredible. It's pretty much just like the first run Hades, but it's the prototype version. 
Really do like the swirls on this one. It's flown great for me. It'll go to the right and then it'll come back left in there every single time. And then the last disc I have in my bag is the Z-Line Nuke SS. I needed something that's going to be super understable and also be able to give me that distance. So that's why I chose the Nuke. I do like this plastic. I think though, a couple of changes I would like to make to my bag. You know, I've already talked about some of them, but another one is I'd like to get a Nuke in some ESP plastic. I think I'd like to get Discraft in general in some ESP plastic. I think that's the best plastic that they offer. So another nuke, maybe a buzz in some ESP plastic. That's definitely something I need to incorporate into my bag. But that's kind of the big difference between our two bags is how many distance drivers we're currently bagging. So I guess I want to ask you, what do you think the advantage is of bagging less discs, but more of the same disc? I would say definitely just the, if I could uh, put it in like simple, I would say practice how you play. Um, so basically if I have multiple discs of the ones that I know I can trust, I know I'm good with and I can throw every single time consistently, I can go out during the week and do field work or go play a course by myself and throw those and practice them and get even better with those and better my game then that's the more shots I'm throwing with the same disc instead of going out and playing with a bunch of discs and trying to figure out three to four different discs on each pad as opposed to throwing the same disc three times on each hole. Um, and then that way when I come to the weekend or if I go play a tournament or something, I know what choices I need to make. I have less choices. I get to a hole and I look at the line, what line do I want to take? Okay, I know what disc I need to grab. There's less options for me. And when you have less options, you know what disc you're going to go with. You're going to be more comfortable with it. And you're going to commit to your shot. And when you commit to your shot, you're going to be better off. You're going to have a better chance of making that line and have, making the shot that you want to make. So I would say that's the biggest difference, I feel. It's just me having less choices when it comes to getting to a hole and picking a disc and just getting good at with what I have as opposed to continuing to try to learn and mess with disc. I think I'll probably have maybe kind of like a, a fun sorted maybe practice bag or something like that. And then I'll have my field work tournament bag where it's what I throw with every single time. And I'm going to go out there to compete, but then I'll have a bag where I have, if I continue to buy stuff, because there's always really cool discs that come out and you want to try out and play with. So it'll be a bag where I have discs where I like just go mess with and see, because you can replace discs at any time if you find better stuff. So, but I would say that's, what about you? You're kind of the opposite, so. Yeah, no, I'm the exact opposite. Uh, I've got a ton of different discs in my bag. I think the advantage to that is I've got a disc for every single situation. I've got a disc I can throw for a roller. I've got a disc that I can throw for something I need to go right. I've got something I can throw for something I need to go left. Obviously, I use certain discs in my bag more than other discs in my bag, but I believe having more discs in my bag, A, is just more fun because I'm able to go out and buy more discs. Now, you know, that's also bad for my wallet, 
but I do like that. I like having the different discs in there. I think though I am in a position to where I'm going to condense down a little bit, but I'm not going to condense down to maybe two, three, four discs. Maybe I'm looking at more like seven or eight instead of 12 or 13. So I think that's kind of in the, the situation that I'm in right now, but I do like it because, you know, if I need something to go super left, I've got the defender that I can throw. If I need something to go super right, I've got that prodigy disc I can throw. I've got a nuke I can throw. And it's also one of those things where, you know, maybe for whatever reason, your Paul Macbeth Hades is not working for you today, right? And I've got another disc similar to that that is working for me. And I can go to that disc and I can have some success with that. I think the more options allows me to uh, have a more well-rounded game. You know, maybe this uh, Zeus is not good in the wind, but my pro wraith is good in the wind. So I can go with that. So I guess another question that I have is what is that number one disc? I already mentioned the pro wraith is my number one disc that I'm going to, if I'm having not a good round, what is the number one disc, the driver you're going with off the tee? If you're having a difficult round, if you're struggling, if you need to get back on the train tracks, what is that number one disc that you're going with? I would say probably my my destroyer right now that disc is probably i played um a league night the other day uh partners and out of the 18 holes i probably threw the destroyer on 12 or 13 off the holes i was going to that every time because it just comes out of my hand smooth and i can power it and get as much distance as possible consistently and accurately I know that I'm gonna put it on the line and it's gonna go out straight and I can get the shot I want from it. I would say right now this destroyer is my go-to disc. And like we were talking earlier, I think there's a bunch of um, copycat discs, if you will, mm -hmm. that are trying to be the destroyer. They're named other stuff, they're by other companies, but they want to be the destroyer because that destroyer is kind of just a staple for Innova. That is a disc that is just, it's really good in my opinion. And I want to get more of those just so I can have different uh, beat-in ones, maybe different weights, you know, and then just to be able to have multiple options. Multiple options of the same disc. Because I know some players, they'll have four or five of the same, but they will tell you every single one of those flies differently. So I think that'll be really cool, but yeah, that's my, that's a huge part of my bag right now, my game. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. I also know that eventually we're not able to make a whole lot of YouTube videos just because of our distance right now, but I know next year we're going to be able to make a ton of YouTube videos. So if you're not already subscribed on YouTube at youtube.com slash chain clankers, definitely go do so. We're going to be putting up content over there, but I know eventually we're going to probably play a disc golf round where uh, the winner is able to take a mold out of your bag right and so i definitely know at least right now with our bags if i'm able to win a hole i'm going to be making you hurt a lot more because if i say yeah you can't throw a destroyer anymore you know let's say you have three destroyers okay well that's three discs you just lost from your bag but if you tell me oh okay well you can't throw your wraith anymore well 
cool, I lost one disc. I've still got plenty more discs to go with. So I definitely think that'll be interesting. That'll be a fun video. Do make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. This was kind of an explanation of our bags, what we're thinking right now when it comes to disc golf, what we're throwing currently, because I think there's a lot to learn from hearing what other people are throwing. And maybe you can go out and try some discs that you haven't tried before. So hopefully you guys did enjoy this episode. Again, make sure you do hit that subscribe button. If you are listening to us on Apple podcast we'd really appreciate any five-star ratings and reviews let us know what kind of content you want to see follow us on instagram twitter both at chain clankers let us know some other content ideas you have stay tuned for next episode we got casey white coming on it's gonna be a really awesome show thank you guys so much for listening for ratio on q let's go and roll that music Say it. Thank you for listening to the Chain Clankers podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Chain Clankers and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us from so you never miss another episode.